0: Before your selected episode, here are a few words from supporters of the podcast.
1: Next Generation Wrestling is an independent wrestling organization that runs professional wrestling shows in East Tennessee. We have been running shows since 2014 and have featured talented independent wrestlers from all over the world, with our shows being featured primarily on High Spots TV. Follow us on all social media platforms at NextGenTN to find out about upcoming shows.
0: Hey wrestling fans, this is Eddie Shepard, one half of the guys over at Wrestling Recommendations, telling you to check out our podcast. Each week, myself and my best friend Travis Lasseter dive in with a deep retrospective and watch along to some of our favorite matches. We have created a list of over 200 plus matches spanning over 40 plus years. We take all those matches, we throw them into a randomizer, and the very next week, that's the match we cover. Check us out at Wrestling Recomm on Twitter R E C O M M and Wrestling Recommendations on Facebook and you can find us wherever podcasts are available and let us bring our wrestling recommendations to you Or listening to the Wrestling Periods Podcast My name is Ryan Alongside, as always Ride or die Tag team uh, I think just because of the hair you'd be the Booker T and I'd be Stevie Ray um, It's Jeff Hall Hello, hell, hello uh, Jeff, what's going on man? Um,
1: not a damn thing and again, for my life, that's a... Well, there are some things going on, but I put those fires out Um, already. We're half an hour late, than we want to record, but the fires are out. And we're here.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? The world keeps spinning. Uh, So we are retro-reviewed. This is episode... Holy crap. Number 96. Jeff, we're a couple away from the big 100. Um, I think I've asked you this before, but... I'll ask you again just because I want to. Um, if I would have told you that about two years ago uh, we'd be doing a hundred of these things.
1: Ugh. Um, It's wild because it doesn't... Let me let me speak for myself, I guess. It doesn't feel that way, does it? Does it feel like we've done a hundred?
0: No. Mm-mm. Not not at all.
1: It just becomes, for me, it just becomes a part of my life. My life is so... Um. it's not scheduled but it's rinse and repeat it's repetition you know it's work workout soccer podcast work workout soccer podcast you know so it just every week feels like the week before because i do the same shit
0: i feel that i get it um shout out to our fans in vietnam uh we are ranked number 28th in vietnam Look at was, us. Yeah. Um, we are a shout out to our fans in Germany. Uh, we are ranked uh, 207th. There we you go. Um, and shout out to our fans in the good old uh, U.S. of A. Uh, that is right. Uh, we are back on the charts here, folks. Uh, ranked in at a cool crisp 183. There we go. Uh, but no matter where you are at, um we definitely appreciate you listening and supporting um anything the Wrestling Pierce podcast puts out. And now that I said 183, now I have to now I have to see who we're who are ahead of. Cause I cause I didn't look. I actually just pulled that up as we were as we were bullshitting and oh, no problem. You know how that goes. Absolutely. Um, well uh we are ahead of oh we're ahead of taylor Wilde's podcast so you know hey that's something okay. look at us um and we are just let's see um and we are just a couple behind scroll here um the ecw podcast uh the this is extreme so um take a wild guess as to what the number one podcast is uh in a in america right now jeff i bet i bet you'll get it if, the first the first try bet
1: for wrestling or for or for Rest, just in general
0: re- wrestling well i'd like to think
1: it's the one that i'm thinking of because i would be a card carrying member um is it the cult of Cornet?
0: Wednesday nights, I like to stay. Hey. Up late.
1: hey, listen again. <laughs> I love me some cornet. I'm a cornet guy, so if you don't like it, you, you know what to do.
0: Watch Kenny Omega while I masturbate.
1: <laughs> it's so good, it's so good.
0: Uh, yes, but uh, our good. Our good friend James E. Cornette rolling in at number one. Uh, But uh, real quick before we get into uh, today's retro review, which is uh, swerve, not what we said it was going to be at the end of our last episode. Um, We know there's a lot of stuff out on Twitter right now and on social media about one Vincent Kennedy McMahon and allegations that um, all signs point to being true um we're probably gonna wait about a week or two to address those um get all our ducks in a row kind of um you know get all of the get all the get all the deets and kind of form kind of formulate an opinion from there so if you are here to listen to us rant on what a shitty terrible person vince mcmahon is um this is not that uh this is not that episode of the podcast You'll have to wait till about a week or two when we have either uh, Travis Laster or James Montgomery on.
1: Um, allegedly.
0: Oh, sorry. Shit.
1: You got to stay out of legal trouble.
0: Ah, allegedly, mm-hmm. a very bad person. But, um, with all that being said, though, um, last week it was myself that said we were going to do an NXT take takeover show, um and it wasn't one of those um WWE evolution type of deals where i watched the first match and i'm like god this is fucking awful um no this is uh i think i think one that's near and dear to a lot of people's hearts who was watching wrestling around this time uh the uh, the rumble is just uh, well well the rumble's in pissing distance now um to where we now know that if the rumors are true, A, Cody isn't finishing the story. Uh, B, the odds on favorites are between Gunther, CM Punk, and The Rock to win the Rumble.
1: Um, wow, Cody. Well, not wow, but Cody not winning the Rumble is exactly what I want to happen. But who's he feud with then?
0: So the hot rumor is Cody and CM Punk at Mania. Yeah.
1: Uh that actually makes sense. I mean that that makes sense aesthetically.
0: Yeah, and then they already started planting the seeds for it on Monday Night Raw. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah shit. Yeah, yep.
0: Didn't talk about Monday Night Raw. We'll so- we'll circle back here in a second. Um they planted the seeds for Seth Rollins versus the Ring General Gunter. Um, and of course, the rock when he made his return a few weeks ago, said he wanted to sit at the head of the table, yada, yada. So that's what is rumored now that doesn't mean it's gonna happen. Um injuries happen, plans change. um it's gonna be
1: sh- it's gonna be shitty if we don't get rock reigns, right? Like you know yeah yeah, because then they teased it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he he's been doing his he's been making his rounds, shake the rock, uh, shaking hands, kissing babies, which is fine. I'm not knocking the rock, but yep. If we don't get it, um, I don't know. No, and I'm saying I... that I I'm not saying it from a from the angle of like oh my goodness, like uh, I can't wait to see rock and Reigns. It's going to be a wrestling spectacle. No, 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 no. By no means is it. it by no means is that true. I mean, just from a spectacle and and you know, in general. Yeah, do you agree? Do, do you think that? Do you think Rock Reigns, um, sells all types of, uh, tickets and whatever? Oh, oh, oh! By the way, this is also shaken up to be a really good WrestleMania that I actually have tickets for. Um.
0: Oh yeah, you're welcome.
1: Ah, oh, goodness! I can't wait for this, but.
0: So I will say that if it's if it's advertised as the Rock versus Roman Reigns, it will be the highest. It will be the most profitable WrestleMania in company history. That's
1: okay. Yeah, that that, that's what I meant. I I need that to happen. Yeah. And by the wrestling gods, because Okada is not going to WWE. Right? There's no way.
0: Um, to be to be determined.
1: Because for me for me he goes to wwe he's gonna be a star but he's just i I don't know you know they're gonna control him to some extent Mm -hmm. um but if he goes to aew uh there's gonna be skits and bits they're they're gonna just i don't want to say whore him out but they're going to roll him out there, and he's going to be... And I, I get why he would go. You don't have to work as much. You don't have to do as much. You don't have to... You know what I'm saying? And they're going to pay you a king's ransom. You know, an absolute king's ransom.
0: It kind of sounds like the dying days of WCW.
1: Oh, well, I mean, yeah, I said that fucking six months ago. And not the dying days, necessarily, but just the, the morphing into... Here we are with three, okay. almost four. Here we are, almost three or four years, you know, into this AEW thing, and the same guys are over that were already over, right? You know, my my my, my, my mine is a handful.
0: Yep, you're right. But also, let's let's think about the last person that made the jump from New Japan to AEW, and that was Switchblade Jay White, uh, who some people. Um, if you ask an AEW fan, Jay White's already done more in AEW than he ever did in New Japan. Here's the problem who says who? Oh, that's people on people on Twitter, man. Hey, Twitter is a a dark hole. Hold on.
1: So people are saying that Jay White's done more in AEW than he ever did in New Japan Pro Wrestling.
0: Yeah, now I'm not saying that's the consensus opinion. But I am saying that there are people out there that exist. Like that with him coming
1: from Ring of Honor and, okay, I'm i am not going to, I can't put time into this because I'll lose my fucking mind. God, he's been um, buried. Poor fucking Jay White. Not poor him because, yeah, you know, I guess you shouldn't have. You know, you, you reap what you sow as in you, you go to AEW, this is what you get. But, uh, boy, they managed to turn him. Like I respect Matt and Pat's opinion in the sense of like if you don't like Jay White, that's fine. But like, Jesus, they just made him, you know, just a guy.
0: Yep. Well, now he's in any um trying to count him up. One, two, like like seven or eight man stable. It's um them and the acclaimed.
1: They're a stable now?
0: Well, I don't know if they're necessarily a stable, but they are working together right now. are they Bullet Club Gold? Well, I...
1: Well, Well, they they blue,
0: Yeah. Um, But they have a common enemy in the Undisputed Kingdom. So they're kind of... I guess you could call it more of an alliance than an actual stable, but... But anyway. I I don't want to get down this dark hole. We got a lot to talk about. you're right. You're right. You're right. One last thing, Jeff, coming January 2025, Raw to Netflix.
1: Well, we think.
0: (laughs) Uh, What do you think? First of all, Jeff, first of all, do you have a Netflix subscription? I do. Okay. Um, So that would put um, all three brands, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, on different um on different channels different streaming sites um they will all have new homes come october now this kind of throws a wrench into what raw is doing because the netflix deal doesn't start until january the usa deal runs out at the end of september so they have 3 months to film raw but they don't have a home yet
1: Obviously, they have something figured out. We just don't know about it,
0: and and that's more than likely true. Um, Reports say that they're quote working on it, but
1: yeah, there's no way they would do this deal and like. uh, Well, I mean, I mean, maybe they could. Again, at the end of the day, you could say I was about to say there's no way they would do this deal and not have a home, but then you could also they also could think of well, hell, we're WWE, we'll do the deal, and someone will give us someone will give us a platform.
0: That would be my Um, thought process. Um, yeah. So come October, and, Raw, we're and, still waiting.
1: And I, if I could give a shout out, um, uh, my buddy Dre said the way things are going now, <laughs> it might be Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
0: we'll, we'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. So the way everything sits now in October, we're gonna wait to see where Raw is. SmackDown goes to USA and NXT goes to CW. At, not the streaming CW, uh like NWA cuz they floundered that whole sh- that that whole thing, but they're going to be on the CW. So
1: what's that mean for the network and Peacock?
0: So Peacock's deal is good through 2026. Um the WWE network, I believe is going to get shut down by the end of the year. Um, so, if you're an international fan who still watches the network, everything moves over to Netflix.
1: So the so the WWE network is going to go to Netflix as well. Yeah. Hopefully, it goes back to how it was, and not this bastardized Peacock version.
0: Yeah. I like to keep my I like to keep my football and and my wrestling separate. It'd be nice
1: because usually well I'm uh, I'm speaking for Netflix but usually Netflix Netflix is the show they're not like peacock or, you know where it's some not hokey but I don't know but Netflix has been in the game for a while so you either do what they do or you're not on there you know what I mean
0: yeah so the Netflix deal with WWE it's a 10 year 5 billion with a b billion dollar agreement 10 years so here's the thing um there is a there is a clause where after 5 years they can negate the contract
1: Netflix or WWE or both parties
0: i i believe it's just Netflix um yeah. So the Peacock deal runs through March of 2026. Uh, just heads up. Uh but it would be net. would it be Netflix. So, next? Net, so Netflix would have the right after 5 years to pull the contract from WWE.
1: Okay, so 2026. Okay, so 2024. Okay, so 2025 we're going to be watching Raw on Netflix. And watching pay-per-views on Peacock.
0: Yep. Unless you're not in the United States, then you watch Netflix for everything.
1: Every time you get a VPN. Um. So I would, I'm assuming, well, the, the numbers here, the number for WWE don't matter. As in, you know, the views and all that. Like, they're they're always going to do numbers. So, you know, whatever network they're on. But I think, um, God's honest truth, God, I think they may be ahead of the curve on this one. hmm I think
0: so. Because
1: I know I'm about to get rid of my cable.
0: Uh, I haven't had a cable in fucking years, man. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I'm being honest. I've been... I've been on that train for a while. Um, so we're worried about, so $5 billion split into 10 years. It's $500 million a year. Uh, so just on the rights to stream Raw, SmackDown, NCW, WWE is making over $800 million a year
1: Okay. Or maybe that's the curve that they're ahead of.
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah. So the USA one for SmackDown is $250 million a year, I believe. I'm going to double check that because and that hints ends...
1: next year, right?
0: USA contract. Let's see. Unless USA pay for SmackDown? Okay, so five year, one point four billion. So that's about two hundred. It's about two hundred fifty million. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with that. So yeah, five hundred million a year from Netflix, two hundred fifty from USA, and about twenty to thirty for CW to run NXT. So I'm just going to call it a cool crisp seven hundred fifty million a year then, just for the rights to. Show those shows. Do you really think? And this is more for the AEW keyboard cowboys and marks out there. Do you really think they're concerned with you selling seventeen hundred tickets at a Dynamite where you have Adam Copeland versus Minoru Suzuki as your as your main event?
1: You mean cope?
0: Oh, it's the it's the cope. Yeah, like
1: keeps calling him cope.
0: Sorry, I'll, I guess I'll go fuck myself because I'm not good enough to be an AEW fan. It just it just kills me, man. Like, you have people, like, taking pictures of empty arenas and whatnot. Okay, what look, that's not a telling figure to me. A telling figure to me is somebody pulling the trigger and having their three flagship shows Earning seven hundred and fifty million plus dollars a year just to be shown on an on a network. That's my figure. But AEW, you do you, boo. Yep. You do you. Uh you could even say that um AEW um is in the land of opportunity now. You know, uh, you can say it's a beacon for outsiders to come in, just as New York City is with the Statue of Liberty. We're at Madison Square Garden for the Royal Rumble from the year two thousand and eight. Two thousand eight, very interesting year in professional wrestling. Jeff, how much yeah. do you remember from two thousand
1: eight? uh 2008 was a wild time in your boy's life. um six, seven, and eight were turning and burning so uh I I would actually um I would bow down the Yukon. I mean I I was watching wrestling but it was kind of on the back burner here for me
0: um so fun fact. We have only covered one uh, 2008 pay-per-view um, in WWE before this, and that was Unforgiven with the championship scramble. We mm. won't go there. You guys didn't like it. It's fine. Um, but no, uh, as – well, let's kind of put it in into perspective of where we're at. Uh, for WWE, we're coming out of 2007 – we're coming out of Armageddon where uh, we have a new world heavyweight champion in Edge, uh, defeating Batista and The Undertaker at Armageddon. Uh, we have Randy Orton is still the WWE champion. Jeff Hardy is our number one contender for the WWE title, uh, which means we do get uh, Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton on this card. Um not really working in this pay-per-view leading up to the Rumble though. Um, We are in the Ric Flair uh, uh, retirement (laughs) tour here uh, where Vince McMahon was very clearly said the next match you lose will be your last because you will be forced to retire. Which, you know, at the time was absolutely devastating, but we'll leave that for another day. Um so now we're coming up on the rumble. There's um we have our we have our main man uh John Cena right now who is ascended to be the face of WWE essentially. Uh he is out with injury uh which is bonkers crazy. Uh, he and I'm gonna get this right because I believe it was a torn peck. Um, yep. I'm oh, sorry, correction pectoralis no. major. Who John Cena, yeah, torn completely from the bone. That was on an October 1st episode of Raw. Uh, see, I thought it, I thought it was like a
1: herniated disc situation mm. or something like that.
0: Uh, that that might have come later down the road because I do remember that. Okay, um, but he had a match with Mr. Kennedy October 1st uh suffered a torn pec uh well executing a hip toss fan fantastic uh he was the current champion at the time he was stripped by uh he was stripped by Mr. McMahon so we really <laughs> don't have a top st- damn it we really don't have a top star right now uh we do have some guys kind of kind of drifting along uh we do have our triple h still Oh uh, boy. We saw Jeff Jeff Hardy, who is a face. Ray, we have Ray Mysterio, uh a returning Chris Jericho, who just returned um a few months prior to this and uh was the uh culprit of the Save Me videos. So we got a we got a lot of uh moving and grooving right now. Um but you know what I like to do. And what I've kind of grown accustomed to um, since we've started doing these reviews as of late is look across the way and see what our friends over in TNA are doing. I know Mm -hmm. it's Jeff's favorite time of the podcast. Um, Jeez. I know. Um, So we are looking at... uh, turning point 2007 uh, coming out of December. Uh, we do have Gail Kim as our current knockouts champion. Uh, we had a Feaster Fired match. Uh, superb.
1: Feast or Fired. What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs>
0: <laughs> How much time do you have?
1: I fucking hate TNA.
0: Jeff, this hurts, this hurts my feelings. <laughs>
1: not, I, I, I I I don't I don't want to do this tonight, so I'll just leave it alone.
0: Yeah, so we'll move on. So turning point 2007, um It's most notable for um, Scott Hall no no showing the event. Um, TNA. Uh, well, he was supposed to be in the main event. Uh it was supposed to be uh Samojo, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall taking on the Angle Alliance, which was Kurt Angle, AJ Styles, and Tyson Tomko. However, with his no with his no show, um TNA gave uh Samojo the hot mic. Um they asked him to help take blame off the company for Scott Hall's no show and to help promote talent in TNA by giving an announcement before introducing Eric Young as Scott Hall's replacement um his segment went longer than anticipated uh which upset Kevin Nash to nobody's su- surprise um I but imagine it is that. but it is one of the more memorable shoot promos um in in TNA history
1: and uh, this is this is Samoa Joe on Win
0: yeah um, this is at turning point 2007
1: on, on Scott Hall, right? Yes, let me look this up when we get off the podcast..
0: Yeah. so there was that. So that carries us into final resolution, which is where which is a couple of weeks before we get to uh, Royal Rumble here, which is what we're talking about today. Uh, Kurt Angle is your TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, Styles and Tomko are your TNA World Tag Team Champions. Uh, we had oh, Gail Kim retained the Knockouts title against Awesome Kong, and Frankie Kazarian defeated Black Rain.
1: Who the hell that is?
0: uh jeff that is gold dust that is that is dustin Bruce. oh
1: my goodness that's when he has the black deal and the white black rain mercy
0: hey jeff do you and look if you get this i'm gonna be really surprised and shocked do you know who black Rain's tag team partner was in tna
1: oh god no um give me give me give me one more little is, is it some? Is it someone that I'm actually well I mean I know I'm gonna know him, but is it someone that I would well just give me a little a snippet, just just give me a little bit more.
0: Gotcha. Uh killer spelt backwards.
1: Ki- <laughs> oh my goodness. You've told me this before, but I don't remember. Go ahead. Lay it on me.
0: What, Jeff? What's what's killer spelt backwards?
1: Um killer. Oh, I'd give it to me. Relic. Relic. Yuck.
0: Which was really just Johnny the Bull Stamboli. Hmm.
1: Oh, Johnny the Bull.
0: Yeah, well, you know. Relic. Yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, that's where we're at in TNA right now in 2008. Um, but Jeff, I'm ready to get started with World Rumble 2008. How about you? Let's do it. Uh, first off, this is the um, first WWE pay per view to be shot in high definition.
1: Yeah, no shit.
0: There's a uh, there's a there's a
1: there's a point in this match. Uh,
0: well, go 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 go. When,
1: when 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 we get there, I'll I'll speak on it.
0: Not Uh So we do get our opening video package. Um, we get highlights of past rumble matches, clips of current. Uh, superstar is gonna be in the Rumble um brawling on a subway which um I thought the promos leading up for this were great it's just a it's just a subway train and them just filing into the subway train and then once the doors close they just start fighting um which I always thought was really cool um just to kind of incorporate the New York vibe uh to the to the pay-per-view I agree uh the pyro goes off. A lot of pyro. Holy shit. Um Michael Cole, Jonathan Coachman on call for this one. We will see uh multiple different uh commentary teams as we go through the night. Uh might even have might even have a special uh a special individual uh taking over a Todd Pettingill-esque role here later in the show. Uh might say one is a One is a Harvey. Who knows? Uh, So we come on to our first match. It is the career-threatening match. uh, That is uh, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, taking on MVP, Montel Vontavious Porter. And as we've already kind of alluded to, uh, this is still uh, Flair's retirement tour, where if he does lose... He retires. Um, one quick thing about the stage setup, I fucking love this stage setup.
1: So uh at first I didn't, but then it grew on me. Um, and I I remember it, but it grew on me because toward the rumble, and later they were getting really loose with the guys like standing right there, like on each side. Like, just being able to touch the wrestlers. And, like, yep. as the as the pay-per-view gets longer, you know, as it just progresses, like, there's just people standing there, you know, like, lining the, right? You know, like, lining the little walkway all the way to the ring. And it just shows you, when we get into this pay-per-view, too, wrestling... Um, there isn't the vitriol that there is for wrestling right now. So this crowd is just, just excited to be at wrestling, you know,
0: and it's not that this is
1: WWE. This Mm -hmm. could, you know, whatever. Well, I guess, you know, I don't know about TNA, but I don't know. Just everybody's happy to be here for wrestling and they enjoy it. And as we progress in this pay-per-view, like I said, and you see on the sides, um, the people standing there, they're there, but you know they have enough respect for the wrestling to like not jump on the wrestlers or like you know what I mean or do anything stupid or crazy. Like, yeah, they're they're just enjoying themselves, and that's that's a that's not how it is now. Now everybody's a fucking mark and wants something special, and you know, well, I bought a ticket, so I deserve this and that, and it wasn't always that way. Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I come I completely agree. Um I think another good example we've watched um One Night Stand 2006. Um now I, now I know that setup is more um is more along the lines of old, is along more along the lines of ECW. Yeah. But I think the fact that the ramp was narrow, the crowd is more involved, um Randy, Randy Orton gets punched. Um I mean, you know, it, it's it, it's great when you can bring your fans closer to the action. And again, it's not going to affect everybody that way, but I do think it does add an, another level. Yeah, to the show.
1: Yeah, I agree. Also, it's two thousand eight. Um, I sent you the picture. There's a they pull away, and there's a there's a shot where. They're showing um Rick in the ring, you know, from like the rafters. Yeah. And there's a guy to the left, um, like taking a picture on his razor phone, on his razor flip phone. I know some razor of you kids flip phone. I know some of you kids are like, what? Like it's a camera phone. But newsflash, it isn't really a camera phone. <laughs> I mean, it was for the time, like, yes, but you know, you um, know, so 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 we have we have uh, wrestling on in 2008, where people are taking pictures of wrestlers with camera friends from the rafters, and this is the first HD pay per view, so it's the first <laughs> time for everything, everybody.
0: Yeah, hey, <laughs> hey, you know what? And um, razor phones razor are coming back into style,
1: okay. Less is always more, right?
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, worth noting here the MVP is the United States champions, but it isn't on the line, which should tell you. Everything you need to know. Um, we do get a good uh pre match promo with Flair um saying how important MSG is. He wrestled his first match here in March of 76. MVP obviously the heel cuts him off. Um, and we get to our match. Um, I'll kick it to Jeff. What is our uh what are the thoughts of our opening match here?
1: Um, this isn't new. Um, this isn't uh, earth-shattering. This isn't anything you haven't heard from me or anybody else before. Ric Flair is the greatest wrestler of all time. Yes, it, it's it's just that simple. And even here in 2008, um, God, can we get a can we get a how old Ric Flair is here in 2008?
0: Oh geez, yeah. Keep going. I'll I'll
1: go forward that to uh, the back office while we're while we're on the podcast right now. Yep. So, tell the tell the minions to get to looking this up. But yep. mm-hmm. even here, he just has the gravitas. He just has it. He walks out, and and they're pulling at your heartstrings a little bit by this being a retirement matchup, But. You know, we we all know he's
0: not losing a fucking MVP and getting retired. No. Uh, Real quick, uh, back office just got back to us. Uh, He's 58 here, going on 59 in just about a month.
1: Okay, so almost 60. Um, So, yeah, so even here, he has, he just has that cachet. And he comes to the ring, the robe's tight. uh, uh, He's in actually really good shape. Um, little Nate opens the ropes for him. He climbs in and like he just come in. He gets inside here and he takes two laps kind of around the thing. And he didn't even fucking say anything. And he didn't have to. Because he's Ric Flair. And he's just that good. He's that great. Um, I thought this match was fine. Hats off to MVP. Because you could tell M- MVP was being really, not soft, but really, really respectful and he was really if you know what you're looking for again this is the wrestling pierce podcast we keep kayfabe here so we're not gonna give everything give everything up or out but if you know what you're looking at um mvp was really taking his time and mm-hmm. and being very respectful of the nature boy took care of him um but with that being said rick can still move around the ring here he can still do things and even here he's 60 i i think I could just be, you know, uh, uh, running in my mouth, but I think he doesn't, Ric Flair. I think he doesn't get the respect he's due sometimes, just because we've seen him for so long that you just like, okay, well, Ric Flair is wrestling in 2008. Like, yeah, sure, but he's 60 here, you know, 58, almost 60. If you ask me, but he's almost 60 here, and every time you see him, he still looks good. Now, toward the end, there he started looking a little rough, but I mean, that comes for everybody, right? But here, like he's still giving a good match, and he's doing the stuff Ric Flair does. And you can say, oh, Jeff Lee does the same thing all the time. And that's fair. But it doesn't look like shit. So, like Dusty says, Dusty Rhodes used to say, do the shit you can do, you know? Yep. Um, Again, I thought this match was great. Again, not great as in some, you know, five-star instant classic. Like, no, no, no. But I thought it was a good opener. Um, the crowd was behind Flair as well as it should be. Um, MVP did his job
0: and thought it was good. Yeah, this um, match is okay uh, per standard in two thousand eight for Flair. Um, I think everything he said was spot on. Um, obviously, Flair, like um, our back office said, uh, fifty seven going on fifty eight. You're not gonna get um, you know, uh, you know, flippy do, um do all the do all the 25-year-old Flair sticks and um you know, all that stuff. You're not gonna get that. You know what you're in for here. You know that the title that the US title isn't on the line. If Flair loses, he's retired. Uh Flair's a wrestling god. And are you gonna really retire at Royal, at the Royal Rumble, or are you gonna retire a dang WrestleMania? Like, I think that's. I think once we're here at this point in the retirement tour, um, that's kind of where we were all headed. Is oh, Flair, Flair's got to lose eventually. It's probably gonna be a, you know, probably gonna be WrestleMania. So, I think after a while, it kind of got. Eh, well, he's not gonna lose the Rumble. He's not gonna you know, be a champion at you know fifty eight. It's not gonna happen. Um but I think um everything else you said is correct. Um MVP does a great job at I'll use a 2024 term vibing with Flair as far as um how to move, when to move. Um Flair is leading without leading. Yes, does that, does that make yep. sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, that goes to show that MVP is a professional. He understands that Flair is a legend, and he's also probably at this point, uh, maybe, maybe twice his age. So I gotta find out MVP. Oh well, uh, so two. We're uh, the back office is running a quick number for us. Um, MVP was 35 here. Um, okay, so not quite twice his age, but um, still definitely not almost a 60 year old man. So, um, good on MVP for doing his part. Um, also, I'm gonna talk about the ending here. Uh, because Flair locks in the figure four and MVP taps, but Flair reverses. Uh, probably one of the worst finishers of all time. The playmaker. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Look, when we're talking about finishers and the impact that they have on their on their opponents, you're thinking like, oh, like. Uh, you know, like a DDT or a pile driver, or hell, even a super kick, because you're kicking somebody in the damn face. Um, oh, oh, okay. Um, as the other uh,
1: wrestling purists on this podcast, let's never put the DDT, the pile driver, and the super kick in the same fucking sentence ever. The DDT is classic. The pile driver has been going on forever. The super kick can go to hell. Sorry, Kyle. Any, I had to stop here.
0: Anything to rile up Jeff. He's been a little too quiet so far.
1: Well, I, it's funny because I was thinking to myself this week when I was watching some old stuff that I, I I don't like wrestling anymore. The stuff I like now, well, you know, is ras- wrestling. I love some old school wrestling. Wrestling is dead, and that's fine. No problem. Um, you know, wrestling historian now, no longer a fan. Mm.
0: I can respect that, um, but yeah, the playmaker makes no sense. It's it doesn't incapacitate you in any way. You put your leg behind your opponent's neck and head, and it's like a swinging something or other. How would you do? De- how would you describe the playmaker?
1: Uh, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's that bad. I mean, in the realm of finishers, I mean, is it great? No, but. In a world where I don't know, we got all types of hokey ass finishes now, cod, mm. you know what I'm saying well it's, it, it's not my it's not my first go to that's that that's for
0: sure. it might be my last I'd rather take a worm <laughs> bad, stupid, stupid playmaker, whatever, uh but yeah. Ric Flair wins. Ric Flair keeps his job. Um, uh, probably his last match in MSG for WWE. Uh um didn't run over in time. It looked good, crisp. Um and the crowd kept with it, so it's a good way to open. I think it's a good way to open the show. I agree. Uh backstage we are with um Vince McMahon and his illegitimate child Hornswoggle. Holy crap, did you remember that this was oh, at this point in time?
1: I do, and I remember that it was complete bullshit.
0: So I so I remember this was a thing, but I watched I started watching this and I said, Oh, that's Hornswoggle's dad.
1: You're my son. <laughs>
0: You're, you're a McMahon, damn it. Mm-hmm. Uh it's been a lot of McMahon impressions today. A little bit too many for my taste, but <laughs> uh, no. 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 um I can't believe it. He wait. said yeah, oh, I know You're gearing up for it. Oh, I just
1: Where we're going, Cod? We don't need it's... roads. You're
0: damn right. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of kids, Marty. Uh, and speaking of kids, Finley comes in um, to kind of split up McMahon and Hornswoggle. And Vince is saying, "Oh, you can't trust your own family," referring to Finley. Um, telling Finley not to trust Horns. What? What the fuck ever? This is dumb. Yeah. Um, Mike Adamly's there. Cool. Um we get a recap for our next match which is Chris Jericho versus JBL John Bradshaw Layfield um JBL was doing commentary um Jericho is wrestling Randy Orton for the for the title and JBL interferes um JBL yelling about Jericho's family um Jericho tries to Fight back. So, uh, we get this match essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, so after 40 pounds of pyro, um, for no reason, um, I'm hit miss on this one. You go first, then. Yeah, because, um, Jericho didn't do anything. Um JBL can't do anything. Um and while this while Jericho can cut a promo, JBL can cut a hell of a heel pro- promo. Nothing had any spice or vinegar to this at all. And I just I just couldn't get behind it. I couldn't and I and I tried to get involved. By the time I got involved, um, Jericho hit uh JBL in the head with a chair and and got JBL the DQ win. so um, I
1: enjoyed this.
0: Yeah, I I I figured you would.
1: Yeah. uh, I think it's, I I don't think you're wrong. So you're not wrong. I just thought it was the, it was the perfect match in the sense of like, it had just enough of all the things that you, it was like right up on the edge of all the things you said to where it wasn't for me, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. I thought it was just enough. I was like, ah, okay. All right, okay. Well, that's probably a little, uh, oh, okay, okay. 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 I can take that. You know, um, I enjoyed it because it was, maybe it's just the climate now and it's the shows we watch and it's the modern wrestling, but, um, yeah, blood, you had people being choked, you had off the ropes into a sleeper hold. Uh, uh, I love JBL, so there's that full disclosure. Um, again, that was this great. both? Was this both parties' best work? No. Um, kind of was personal, you know. Well, it was personal. It was it was booked. It was billed to be personal. But yeah, I I enjoyed this. I I, I really did. Um, I know I say this a lot. But again, was it reinventing the wheel here? No, not at all. But I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, and again, I'm not saying this is a bad match, but I d- I just couldn't get into it from my from my end of things, and um, didn't go over ten minutes, which is fine because I don't think that an out of shape JBL could go longer than ten minutes, so. <laughs> We should be fine. Um post match Jericho keep keeps just beating the crap out of JBL, chokes him with the cable. That's it. Yeah, Nothing Jericho's, really come, coming of it.
1: Jericho gets a pretty good pretty good color here.
0: Uh he gushes a lot here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good on him for taking that or giving him the gig. Yeah. Um but backstage, um, we see Maria's locker room door. That'd be Maria Kanellis. Um, um, Ashley Massaro tries to go see Maria. Um, but Maria's current boyfriend, uh, Sant- Santino Marada. Uh, that would be for you TNA fans, the current director of authority for Total Nonstop Action Wrestling.
1: Director of authority. What the fuck's that even mean?
0: Yeah, he's, he's just kind of a GM. You,
1: you don't know either. Like Jesus. he's kind
0: of a GM sheriff type of guy.
1: <sighs> Hopefully, one day you'll understand the error of your ways.
0: Oh my gosh! Anyway, um, uh, so there's there's this running thing, and I'm gonna cut it short here because um, I'm gonna lump the other segment that's in this thank um, you into this one essentially ashley Masara posed for playboy uh maria is going to pose for playboy so ashley gets you know she goes to see maria to talk to her about it santino cuts her off she said well he says uh she's not interested in posing for playboy um, so, then we get out to the ring um, because Maria comes out for the kiss cam. Um, so, asks again about pose, posing for Playboy. Interesting. Um, so, Santino comes out uh, with someone under a blanket. Um, and I think you know from the body shape who it is already um and then he says there will be no playboy because no one wants to see maria with no clothes on uh speak for yourself sir um santino going through all the sports teams suck all that good stuff um GP. Uh, well speaking of cp uh the fans seem really into having maria in the playboy and santino says They would cheer for hepatitis if you asked
1: them to. And then they cheer.
0: And then then, then they cheer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: That got me too.
0: It's so good. (laughs) So um, Santino takes the blanket off the person. Of course, it's Big Dick Johnson, uh, also known as Big Oily Guy. Um, He's in Patriots wear. Uh, this is the Patriots Giants Super Bowl that's coming up a week after this. Um, Ashley beat beats him up. End segment. Yeah. we're not circling back to it. We're not talking about it. It's gonna be it. Fine by me. We do get a video recap package, uh, for uh the World Heavyweight Championship match between Champion Edge, Challenger Rey Mysterio. This is the Edge and Vicky Guerrero love story angle. Um they are an item at this point. Vicky is the SmackDown GM. Um uh, So he so Edge uses his relationship with Vicky to not only become the World Heavyweight Champion but to make things easier for him. Rey Mysterio beat uh, wins a beat the clock challenge. Uh he pins Edge on SmackDown, so um we don't have a full la la familia here yet mm-hmm. uh but we do have some edge heads so it's better than nothing yeah um Jeff what did you think of the match okay so while
1: I'm talking about this god if you could tell the back office to do a little research for me um for this match if we could try to get the name of this referee the SmackDown referee during this match. Um, that yeah. would be great. Um, back yeah. office, get, get back to me. So this is kind of the running. This is the, my kind of bit for this whole pay-per-view. Um, I enjoyed this match. I thought oh, this yeah. match was good. It had everything that you kind of wanted it to have, um, between an edge slash Mysterio. it had a little bit of Tom Fulry, um, good bumps, uh, you got Vicky taking a damn good bump uh, with this 619 jumping up there and protecting her man, her man edge. And before we even get to that, um, can we can we just talk about the, the promo package with all this and so them kissing each other and loving on each other and doing all like ah. uh, it was so good. I was all for it. And I really do think the finish of this match is done well. You know, looking at wrestling now again through a modern wrestling slash twenty twenty four wrestling lens, there's so much time and waiting for finishes and this and that and this and that and this and that. Vicky got to her spot. She got where she was supposed to be. Bing bang boom. She gets her bump. Turns around. Edge takes care of business. It's a beautiful finish. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, Yeah, I can't gush enough about. Everything that kind of went on in this match. Um, Again, is it a, you know, five-star Tokyo Dome? No, not at all. But, again, it's wrestling done right and done correctly. And, again, I'm going to harp on that again. There's something to, to be said about that.
0: Yeah, and... Oh, man... I thought I thought you know who that referee is from old WCW days, because that's our boy. That's our boy Mickey Henson.
1: I I knew it was one of those guys. I just couldn't remember his name. You know, I didn't want to knock him and be like, "Hey, you remember the WCW ref?" Like, <laughs>
0: oh no, the back office was real quick with that one. Um, when they when yeah. they told me me the name, I was like, "Oh yeah, Mickey Henson." Uh,
1: Thank you, back office. Yeah, he's great. Um you can tell Always. he knows his shit here. he looks so good,
0: yeah, um, so what i what I will say here um is that excluding the Royal Rumble, um this is my match of the night. It's mm. a so good choice. Again, again excluding the rumble because i feel like the rumble is its own entity and can't really be compared to other you know singles matches tag matches um so uh th- this is this is great it's good um they've had better they've had better matches for sure but um and you kind of knew that Edge very early into this Vicky Guerrero love love angle mm-hmm. was probably not going to drop the title. Um so a lot of good spots in here. Um the um the finish was was great. Good on Ray for taking the bump. Um Ray springboards and gets uh, uh, speared out of midair to get the win. So good on him for taking that spot. Um, match was clean. Um, I don't see. I do, and I don't have a problem with the time. Um, the oh, the now, now I. In terms of this pay per view, I don't have a problem with it, but. You do expect your title your your main title matches to go a little bit longer than twelve minutes. Uh I mean hell even Flair Steamboat was you know 33. So and you know what Kota Bushi wrestled 30 minutes on two broken well, ankles.
1: Can you um... <laughs> two broken freaking ankles?
0: <laughs> two broken freaking ankles. <laughs>
1: broken freaking
0: ankles. <laughs> Oh boy. Uh Koda Kodobushi, the real one. Yeah, no shit. Um, so I do expect it to go a little longer than 12 minutes. Before this pay-per-view, being that you do have a one-hour match on this card, potentially even longer than that. Uh, this is not bad for this at all. This is good. You get your spots in, everything's clean. We're fast-paced, we get in, we get out. That's fair to say, um, and the fact <clears throat> that, like I said, La La Familia is growing. Uh, we do have our edge heads. Chavo's getting a little bit more involved, and mm-hmm. you know the you know the last member of La Familia that we're really missing. Who? I mean, other than Alicia Fox, but she would come later. Um, that'd be Bam Neely.
1: Oh man. Wow.
0: You remember Bam Bam Neely? Hmm?
1: Bam Neely. I remember Bam Neely just like I remember this kiss cam, but good.
0: Uh, um, but yeah, this has everything you need. It's good. Um, and again, you don't want to take... It's called the Royal Rumble. You don't want to do anything during the show that is going to eventually take away from the rumble. Um, A perfect example, um, Royal Rumble 2000. Um, It has one of my all time favorite matches on here between Triple H, Cactus Jack. Uh, It's outstanding from bell to bell. And even after the bell. Um it's fan it's fantastic in every aspect the storytelling is great uh the violence is great the action's great everything is great um but when people talk about Royal Rumble 2000 okay they talk about one or one of two things number 1 they talk about the match between Triple H ca- and, and Cactus Jack number 2 they talk about how the big show's feet hit the floor first instead of the rocks Agree. They don't talk about the actual rumble match,
1: which is the service.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you don't want to do anything. If your primary focus is the rumble, you don't want to do anything that's going to greatly take away from that. So I think in terms of that, um, this is a this is a solid title defense. Fair to say. Well, backstage, uh, Mr. Kennedy challenges Flair. Shawn Michaels gets rid of him. Um, blah blah fucking blah.
1: Once I started, once I watched Shawn Michael start doing his fucking bullshit shtick and like, look, look at my shirt. I'm going to say it has a cross on it. And this, no fuck you. Fast forward out of here. Yeah, see you later.
0: See you later, alligator. Um, so right after that is where we get the kiss cam, which we already went over. Um, we get a WrestleMania ad, they have the Baywatch theme. Um, and then we kick it to Mike Adamley. Uh, he he said take a look at the video package of Randy Orton versus Jeff Harvey
1: yeah oh Jeff Harvey is that the does uh, he that the like cousin of Steve Harvey no, no. the Har- the Harvey the Harvey boys
0: <laughs> the Harvey Boys yeah yeah seriously um this is a legendarily bad botch.
1: Um, um when I, I heard it I, I forgot about this and then I heard it and I was like, What in the AEW? Like <laughs> uh, this is like the uh uh what did what did JR did, did say did he say WAF champion um WWE. Kenny Omega? WWE champion Kenny yep. Omega.
0: Yep. Yep. Um but yeah. We get a uh we get the video package for that. Um, I got the vibe here just from watching the video package and started to watch this match that the idea and the story we're trying to tell here is that Randy Orton is the is like the perfect wrestler, right? Uh, but Jeff Hardy is willing to do anything to pull it off. Mm-hmm. Would you would you agree? I agree. Yeah. Um, nobody buys Jeff Hardy at this given point in time as a valid uh world heavyweight champion contender. So we'll kind of see how this one plays out. We got Jeff Hardy versus champion Randy Orton. Um Jeff is the IC champion at the time. He is not defending it it is not a double defense it is just for the uh WWE championship uh jeff i'm going to kick it right back to you what what do you think of this one
1: um i'm not a jeff hardy guy i never have been never will be he's not terrible but jeff hardy is always going to be jeff hardy does that make sense so
0: yeah i don't know
1: this this match again it was all right but the, no there were some great spots uh when jeff hardy kicks orton in the chest outside the ring and he hits his neck uh, on that on on the guardrail i mean on the, on the, the mm, thing
0: that was a nasty spot
1: it looks gnarly and if you go back and you watch once he hits orton orton's laying down on the thing uh the cameraman um the cameraman, also, two WWE still different and not as polished as they used to be because usually don't show their own cameraman, but the, you can see the cameraman. He's he's because they they're out, they're a wide angle, so they're out, and you can tell he has his camera on the action from the side, and you can see where he has his eye or his face on, you know, out of the, you know, from behind the camera, and he's looking at the other cameraman, and he's looking like he has like a holy shit look on his face, like oh shit, you know what I mean? Like is Randy Orton like really hurt or? you know you could tell um that's a that's a good i mean I wouldn't say it's a good bump but that's a gnarly spot it looks really good um yeah and this bit this match was uh okay um I hate to be time please I actually thought it went a little little too long but that's what happens when you have Jeff Hardy's going to get time like that because he's so zany and crazy you know so yeah so
0: yeah uh back office can you do uh can you give us the uh time police uh uh sound there thanks wait whoa, wait whoa yeah <laughs> um that's 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 for you Jeff uh because for once um I just thought it was kind of bland I mean I don't think it went. Terribly long because again, I refer back to what I said about Edge and Rey Mysterio only being 12 and a half minutes. Uh, this only goes for 14. I just think that that was a much more exciting matchup, um, than this. I think, um, slower Jeff Hardy is more boring. Uh, Randy Orton always has that kind of I don't want to say slow pace to his game, but it's definitely more methodical.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it just kind of doesn't match with, with Jeff Hardy. Is that yeah. fair to say?
0: Yeah. The vibes don't match here. Uh, the styles clash. No pun intended there, AJ. Um, I mean, this has been building for a little while, so the build is fine. And then we get the match. And it's a little slow, a little plotting, like, it was, it was, it was okay. I think overall it was okay. Um, uh, Jeff tries to hit a twist of fate. Randy Orton reverses, hits an RKO, and gets the win. Yeah. Um, Get rumbled by the numbers. <sighs> um. So Jeff we are at that point in time It is time for the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. Are you ready? I am I'm not going to get us kicked off of whatever Streaming service you're listening to us to um, <laughs> Michael Buffer uh, getting the uh, getting the entrance treatment for number one and number two. Um, so number one is oh, and these are ninety second intervals. Just so we're clear, um, Undertaker is number one. Um, the Heartbreak Kid is number two. Um, no actual name given. Just give us his moniker, please. Mm-hmm.
1: Heartbreak Kid motherfucker.
0: Yeah. Just the Heartbreak Kid. Um these two were the final two in last year's Rumble. And it was it's probably the the best final two in a rumble uh in Royal Rumble history. Uh it was its own about seven to eight minute like mini match. Uh spots hit. You thought AJ, was gonna get dumb, but the Undertaker wins. So we had those two in. Uh Michael Buffer also only calls Shawn Michaels the heartbreak kid, and that's it.
1: I'm sure there was some reason why.
0: Yeah, whatever. He can go he can go fuck himself. Uh, so they have a mini match. Um number three, we get Santino. Morella. Nice. Santino. Um Santino. Yep. Uh he gets tossed. Uh number four is the great Kali. Um, and the crowd just letting him have it.
1: Yeah. Or they um,
0: This was for the for lack of a better term, this is the this is the best that Kali ever got. This is the most attention he ever got. Um, not even when he did the Kali kiss cam did he have more attention on him. Um this was the peak. Great Kali because he's coming off of two thousand seven, where he was the world heavyweight champion. So this is kind of when fans started to realize like Ooh, this ain't this this ain't good not at all um he gets tossed uh hardcore holly in at number five uh number six is uh one john Morrison
1: Johnny Morrison. Uh, Johnny everything.
0: Johnny TV.
1: Yeah, Johnny. Johnny. Johnny good gimmick.
0: Johnny answer gimmick here. Where we're at. Uh, Oh, also known as Johnny TV. Sorry. In case you're an EWF fan. Still listening to this. Um. Tommy Dreamer, number seven. Uh, why? Because we just do. Um, everybody brawling. Cool. Batista in at number eight. Uh Dreamer gets eliminated. Um, number nine, Hornswoggle, but he hides right underneath the ring. And lastly, number ten, which this gimmick kind of started two thousand and one. Looks just like the Undertaker. Uh, This is um, Angry Biker Man Chuck Palumbo.
1: Yeah, he
0: he looks like in that average mid. Uh he,
1: he just uh he, he looks like Phineas Godwin and like and like Bruiser Brody had a mm. you know all in one go.
0: And that thing's like you will remember me. Okay. Ugh. Sure, why not why not their hoss? Um Jamie Noble, number 11.
1: Jamie Noble.
0: Uh, Jamie Noble, baby. He gets tossed. Um, the Voice of the Voiceless in at number 12. <sighs> um, and, of course, it's a, it's a larger pop than anybody else up to this point.
1: No. Why? How can that be?
0: I know, right? Because isn't, isn't he Satan? Isn't he Satan?
1: Just never understand. It's
0: crazy. Um. Uh, Chuck Palumbo gets tossed, and then at number thirteen. uh this this isn't uh, smoke and mirrors, or dashing <laughs> what? yet. Whoa, whoa! You're only smoke and mirrors. Whoa. whoa. You're only smoking mirrors tonight. It's such a good it's such a good theme. Uh Cody Rhodes out for number 13 right after Chuck Palumbo gets dumped. Um, um in the words of William Regal. Umanga is out at number 14. Um yeah. the, number, the number 15 is uh good old Snitsky. So we are 15 men into this rumble. We're halfway through. What are we thinking so far up to this point?
1: I'm digging it. Um, I'll get on this later in the rumble too, with some of the other, um, combatants, contestants that are getting the ring. This is a cool time. We also we we talk about early 90s, but this is a cool time where you have a mixture of these stars um and you know like sam punk cody rhodes umaga um we'll get to some of the ones i guess i can give it up now well you want me to talk about the other people in the ring or not yet Uh, oh
0: no you 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 can that's why
1: okay um you know piper snooker like all these people in the ring even like even johnny wrestling is in here um and just show it just goes to show you his his longevity. You know, it's what it's what I always say, at least, you know, what if I told you, you know, Punk and Umaga and Johnny Wrestling and Cody Rhodes and Jimmy Snooker and Roddy Piper and John Cena and Triple Eight, you know, all were in a rumble. You'd be like, What? You know, we're on the same mm-hmm. pay per view together. You're like, Really? You know, Mick Mick Foley. Um Ric Flair, like it's crazy how you know, just wrestling and you know, you never really retire, you never really whatever. Um yep. So yeah, it's a cool thing.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Uh we get the Miz at number sixteen, Benjamin at seven uh Shelton Benjamin, excuse me, at 17. Um well
1: God, God, the jorts, Miz.
0: Oh yeah, the Jorts.
1: The Mike, the Mike the Miz Ms. Annan, Ms. The Mike the yep. Miz, Ms. <laughs>
0: yep. And that and that horrible theme. <laughs> do,
1: do, do. Do, 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 do. Terrible. Terrible.
0: just bad I'm bad enough. it gave me a coughing spell gross so this is kind of the first point in this match where um we get a uh we get we get a surprise and at number 18 it is um Superfly Jimmy Snooka um this is post murder but pre-jail Jimmy Jimmy Snuka, so <laughs> we are all good here. Um, man, uh, because
1: oh, what was our Shawn Michaels post? Huh? Uh, what, what what did we say last last time on the on pod, the podcast about Shawn Michaels pre pre something and oh, oh pre oh,
0: born again P-B- and yeah. post born again, yeah, 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 yeah born this, again, and- yeah. Um, if you're keeping track of home, this is uh, post-born-born-again Shawn Michaels. Yeah,
1: this is post-born-again PBA. Um, PBA. Yeah, um, it was cool. Oh, good, good.
0: No, you're good.
1: It was cool seeing Snooker here. Uh, and a lot of people weren't alive or didn't watch wrestling back then or whatever, whatever. But as far as people can remember, um, you know, people just always think Hulk Hogan was running wild forever. And they're not wrong before 1984 um jimmy snooker i would argue was probably a little bit bigger than hulk hogan for a little you know at the height of his powers didn't have longevity um because he was just uh, unreliable but jimmy snooker was an absolute fucking star um you know WWF. Especially in in the Northeast of Madison Square Garden, so that's why he's here, and that's why he's, uh, you know, they cheer their ass off when he comes out here. Oh, uh, snooker.
0: yeah, um, kind of a funny spot. Uh, Taker tries to headbutt him, um, and hurts himself in the process, which I thought is a great spot.
1: That's what should happen, it's Jimmy Snooker.
0: Yep. Um, and number nineteen uh second loudest pop of the night hot um, rod oh my gosh i i jeff i kid you not uh him coming out and the call from jr and the crowd being hot i got i got chills i got literal chills man
1: and then piper gets in there gives you two good fucking right hands yep and i poke uh and takes uh, a bump and he still fucking looks good
0: yeah he still looks good yeah. Yeah. And I can't really explain why I, I felt the way I felt when I when I watched this, but it, it was it it was really great. It was so good.
1: Oh it it, it is. It is. Uh and I think some of it too is this is tasteful. You know, it's not I don't know. It, it's not like Bullshit It's tasteful. Yep. Then Kane comes in and dumps both of their old asses over
0: there. Yeah, Kane's in at number twenty. Um, dumps them both. So we have Kane, um, Undertaker, oh. HBK, Johnny TV, Batista, uh, CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, Umanga, Snitsky, Miz, um, and Hornswoggle.
1: Um also if I could go back to Snook and Piper, when Piper comes yeah. in the ring and he takes his stuff off and like everybody's kinda letting him do their thing, um, CM Punk's like laying on the ground and like you can look at his face he's watching and he look you can tell he's like a kid in a fucking candy store. He just has yep. that look in his face, like, holy shit, you know, I'm in the ring. And it's not and it's not that it's not about punk. Um he could have been anybody, you know what I'm saying? Just
0: it just happened mm-hmm. to
1: be him. But you know, he's looking like holy in the ring of fucking Superfly, Jimmy Snook, and Righty Righty Viper. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I turn I turn above and be like, all right, who wants to duck me out? Like, I'm good. I'm sold. Just then I can say that I got eliminated from the Royal Rumble by you. Mm. Um, 21, we get Carlito. Uh, twenty-two. We get one. Nicholas Foley. Oh, oh Let's see there Um, Mister Kennedy. Kennedy, is in at <laughs> number twenty-three? Um. And after that, um, Undertaker gets rid of Snitsky, and he walks into his own sweet music. The Undertaker's eliminated. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, kind of a shocking elimination. When you think of, um, I mean, you know, hind- hindsight being what what it is, um, thinking about all of the shock eliminations that we've had. Over the over the years of the Rumble. This was kind of just bang out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, it was pretty cut and dry. I enjoyed it.
0: Um, but then right, right after um, Sean Sean gets eliminated. Um, all while number 24 is coming to the ring. That's Big Daddy V, um, also known as Mabel, also known as Viscera, Uh Big big guy. Big Daddy V. Yeah.
1: Him too. Big Daddy V in the same match on this same card.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Don't forget Elijah Burke.
0: Fucking hole he was living in. Um <laughs> uh, Chavo 26. Uh 27 was supposed to be Finley, but um so he came out early. Commentary saying that he is disqualified because he used his shillelagh.
1: Oh, geez.
0: Like, we just had a rumble seven years ago that was literally dubbed the hardcore rumble. So now that much has changed. Kind of sucks. Whatever. Um, Elijah Burke to Jeff's point comes in at number twenty-eight. Let's see here. Uh ah, Chavo gets rid of CM Punk. Yep. Perfect timing. And we get to 29. And it is triple H. Um, Cody's gone, Big Daddy V's gone. Um Mick Foley, Elijah Burke all gone. Um, and then we get the countdown from 10, and we don't know who it's gonna be. It's number 30, it's a mystery. And three months removed from a torn peck. Nobody expected number thirty to be John Cena. Um, where does this rank for you, Jeff, on the scale of biggest returns?
1: Uh, You're asking the wrong person because I don't, I don't like John Cena. So I could care less. Okay. I go the opposite way. Like, I don't understand why this is such a big deal to me. I think it's overblown. I think it's like, because you said three months, right?
0: Yeah, well think about how long it takes for you to recover from a torn pack. No, no,
1: you're right. But like I could I uh, I don't I mean, I, I guess that's the bit because you're thinking, okay, he's gonna be out longer than that and he's early, so that's why you don't expect him. And that's fair. And hats off to him. But I don't know. Like people are making people are like like what 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 was better? This or Triple H coming back in Madison Square Garden? Triple H coming back. You know what I mean? Like people I, are making People are just... I, I, I never understood why this got all the hoopla that it got. Like, okay, John Cena's back. Like, uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, That's just my opinion. No, you're
0: right. And for contrast, um, a full rupture, you'd be out for six months. So, not only did he dodge a bullet, but in his return, he got universally cheered so, um, but yeah, comes in he and he is
1: going to town.
0: Absolute house of fire. Let's not bump. Let, let let's not you know mess around anymore. Uh, where would you go? Yeah, our last three are Batista, Triple H, and John Cena with the eventual winner being John Cena. Yep. Um so 3 months off of a torn peck, Cena returns, wins the rumble and is on his way to WrestleMania uh to wrestle for one of the 3 championships. So he he points the sign, all that good stuff. Um and then we fade to black. Honestly, that was it for such a big return. It was a um kind of a wet noodle a little bit as as far as an ending goes, but I thought this is a really good pay per view.
1: Um, I thought this pay per view was really good. Um yeah. and that's my point. Like I was talking about earlier a second ago. I didn't understand like again, John Zeta's back, my God. And then like yeah. the it just kind of went off and that was that. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm being a hater, but I understand that, but
0: Yeah, I think um, all four of the matches plus the Royal Rumble match are, are good. They're watchable. They're extremely passable. Um, the newer crowd kept this pay-per-view going the entire way. Um, the Cena reveal was awesome. Um, other than that, top top to bottom, I thought this was a pretty decent show.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Well, with that, uh, Mr. Hall, that closes yet another chapter in the Retro Review series here. Uh, Jeff, where can they find you on the Twitter machine?
1: Jeff M Hall One.
0: All right, Mr. Jeff M. Hall 1. Time for our newest segment here on the podcast. Uh It is guess the Dave Meltzer star rating.
1: Oh, geez. I forgot about this bit.
0: Yeah. All right. right. Oh, yay. Which match had a 1.5 star rating out of five on this card? Was it... Rick Flair versus MVP? Or was it Chris Jericho versus JBL?
1: Flair or MVP. Damn it. JBL Jericho. See, and this, this is what I'm talking about. Like, this is this is the shit that was going on back in the day that like I'm talking about like in the sense of he was he was doing the right things and grading the stuff correctly, and now, now he's. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Cod. I'm sorry, I'm fucking running my mouth. All right, give no, me another you're one.
0: Good. Okay, um, we'll do this. Um, out of the remaining three matches, which one has the highest star rating? Edge, Mysterio. Orton, Jeff, Hardy, uh, or the Royal Rumble match.
1: I want to say Royal Rumble match because it's a spectacle. But let's go Edge Mysterio.
0: Uh, you would have been correct. It was the Royal Rumble match, got four yeah, quarter stars out of five.
1: That's I mean, that's what I thought. Yep. Um
0: fucking fuck you, Uncle Dave.
1: Good Dave.
0: Yep. All right. Excellent. With that, uh, you can find me at Coach Cod on Twitter. Uh, you can find the pod on Twitter, TikTok, all other socials at WP Pod1. You can listen to the pod on all streaming platforms, including Apple and Spotify. All direct links can be found on our websites at linktree.com slash wp pod one. And finally, if you've enjoyed our content and would like to support the show, you can head on over to buy me a coffee. Uh, that would be at WPPod1. Uh, where you can support the pod for as little as a dollar. we we go. Uh, Jeff, pretty big goings on uh, next week here on the pod. Well, I guess the next uh, seven days. Uh, we'll start with uh, this Saturday being the Royal Rumble. We will be submitting our picks. As always, I will be looking to uh, defend the championship, uh, trying to restore its broken honor uh, Uh from the previous reigns. So I will be looking to take care of that. Uh, How's that sound? Sounds good. Um. But as far as our next retro review goes, um we should be welcoming back Travis Lasseter uh from his luxurious cruise liner uh to talk some WCW. Um this one we should be talking about Super Brawl Three from nineteen
1: ninety-three. What's time?
0: There is um a negative star rated match on this card.
1: Oh so, geez.
0: Just so you are aware, uh, But on the flip side, there are uh three matches rated four stars or higher by Big Daddy Dave. So I really believe it'll be fun. It'll be a great time. Uh, Rock and Roll Express are on this card. Uh, Jim Cornette, oh, wow. the Great Muda, oh. uh, Chris Benoit, Two Cold Scorpio.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: I know. That's why I picked it.
1: Now this is where I come from. This is called wrestling.
0: <laughs> where I come from,
1: wrestling.
0: Yep. So that is going to come next week. Um, as we've already said, um, we will share predictions on Twitter, um, and if you want to play along and you want to join, um, there will be a blank. Uh, Copy right in uh, the comments on the Twitter post so you can get those in before the pre-show. You can play along, and if you beat us, you'll get a shout-out on the next episode. There we go. Excellent. So with that, as always, thank you so much for listening to the Wrestling Purist Podcast, and we will catch you next time on the Retro Review. (laughs) we <laughs>